0: Section 12 of a Collection of Supreme Court Opinions by the United States Supreme Court. This is the LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elsie Selwyn. United States versus Wong Kim Ark 169 U.S. 649 decided March 27, eighteen ninety eight part two please note this is a reading of the opinion of the court only this reading does not include the syllabus or any concurring or dissenting opinions for ease of listening this reading omits legal citations found within the text of the court's opinion the supreme judicial court of massachusetts speaking by mr justice afterwards chief justice early held that the determination of the question whether a man was a citizen or an alien was to be governed altogether by the principles of the common law and that it was established with few exceptions that a man born within the jurisdiction of the common law is a citizen of the country wherein he is born by this circumstance of his birth he is subjected to the duty of allegiance which is claimed and enforced by the sovereign of his native land and becomes reciprocally entitled to the protection of that sovereign and to the other rights and advantages which are included in the term citizenship" End quote. Garter v. Ward 1805 2 Massachusetts 244 note and again quote, the doctrine of the common law is that every man born within its jurisdiction is the subject of the sovereign of the country where he is born, and allegiance is not personal to the sovereign in the extent that has been contended for. It is due to him, in his political capacity of sovereign of the territory, where the person owing the allegiance as born. End of quote. Calhoun versus Ward Eighteen o six, two Massachusetts, two hundred thirty six, two hundred sixty five. It may here be observed that in a recent English case, Lord Coleridge expressed the opinion of the Queen's Bench Division that the statutes of four J O two seventeen thirty one C one and thirteen G O three seventeen seventy three C twenty one hereinafter referred to. Quote, clearly recognized that to the king in his politic and not in his personal capacity is the allegiance of his subjects due" End quote. the supreme court of north carolina speaking by mr justice gaston said quote, "before our revolution all free persons born within the dominions of the king of great britain whatever their color or complexion were native born british subjects Those born out of his allegiance were aliens. Upon the Revolution, no other change took place in the law of North Carolina than was consequent upon the transition from a colony dependent on an European king to a free and sovereign state. British subjects in North Carolina became North Carolina freemen, and all free persons born within the state are born citizens of the state. The term citizen, as understood in our law, is precisely analogous to the term subject in the common law, and the change of phrase has entirely resulted from the change of government. The sovereignty has been transferred from one man to the collective body of the people, and he who before as a subject of the king is now a citizen of the state. End quote. That all children born within the dominion of the United States of foreign parents holding no diplomatic office became citizens at the time of their birth does not appear to have been contested or doubted until more than fifty years after the adoption of the Constitution, when the matter was elaborately argued in the Court of Chancery of New York and decided upon full consideration by Vice-Chancellor Sanford in favor of their citizenship. The same doctrine was repeatedly affirmed in the executive departments, as, for instance, by Mr. Marcy, Secretary of State, in 1854; to Wart Int Dig, second edition, page 394, by Attorney General Black in 1859, and by Attorney General Bates in 1862. Chancellor Kent, in his commentaries, speaking of the. Quote, General division of the inhabitants of every country under the comprehensive title of aliens and natives, end quote, says quote, Natives are all persons born within the jurisdiction and allegiance of the United States. This is the rule of the common law, without any regard or reference to the political condition or allegiance of their parents, with the exception of the children of ambassadors who are in theory born within the allegiance of the foreign power they represent. To create allegiance by birth, the party must be born not only within the territory, but within the allegiance of the government. If a portion of the country be taken and held by conquest in war, the conqueror acquires the rights of the conquered as to its dominion and government, and children born in the armies of a state, while abroad and occupying a foreign country are deemed to be born in the allegiance of the sovereign to whom the army belongs it is equally the doctrine of the english common-law that during such hostile occupation of a territory and the parents be adhering to the enemy as subjects de facto their children born under such a temporary dominion are not born under the allegiance of the conquered And if, at common law, all human beings born within the allegiance of the king, and under the king's obedience, were natural-born subjects, and not aliens, I do not perceive why this doctrine does not apply to these United States. In all cases in which there is no express constitutional or statute declaration to the contrary, subject and citizen are, in a degree, convertible terms as applied to natives, and though the term citizen seems to be appropriate to republican freemen, yet we are, equally with the inhabitants of all other countries, subjects, for we are equally bound by allegiance and subjection to the government and law of the land. End quote. Mr. Binney, in the second edition of a paper on the alienigeni of the United States, printed in pamphlet at Philadelphia with a preface bearing his signature and the date of december first, eighteen fifty three, said, the common law principle of allegiance was the law of all the states at the time of the revolution and at the adoption of the constitution and by that principle the citizens of the united states are with the exceptions before mentioned namely foreign-born children of citizens under statutes to be presently referred to such only as are either born or made so born within the limits and under the jurisdiction of the united states or naturalized by the authority of law either in one of the states before the constitution or since that time by virtue of an act of the congress of the united states the right of citizenship never descends in the legal sense either by the common law or under the common naturalization acts it is incident to birth in the country or it is given personally by statute the child of an alien if born in the country is as much a citizen as the natural born child of a citizen and by operation of the same principle this paper without mr binney's name and with the note in a less complete form and not containing the passage last cited was published perhaps from the first edition in the american law register for february eighteen fifty four four it was contended by one of the learned counsel for the united states that the rule of the roman law by which the citizenship of the child followed that of the parent was the true rule of international law, as now recognized in most civilized countries, and had superseded the rule of the common law, depending on birth within the realm, originally founded on feudal considerations. But at the time of the adoption of the Constitution of the United States in 1789, and long before, it would seem to have been the rule in Europe generally, as it certainly was in France, that, as said by Pothier, quote, citizens true and native-born citizens are those who are born within the extent of the dominion of france and mere birth within the realm gives the rights of a native-born citizen independently of the origin of the father or mother and of their domicile and children born in a foreign country of a french father who had not established his domicile there nor given up the intention of returning were also deemed frenchmen as laurent says by a favor a sort of fiction and calvo by a sort of fiction of extraterritoriality considered as born in france and therefore invested with french nationality the general principle of citizenship by birth within french territory prevailed until after the french revolution and was affirmed in successive constitutions from the one adopted by the Constituent Assembly in 1791 to that of the French Republic in 1799. The Code Napoléon of 1807 changed the law of France and adopted, instead of the rule of country of birth, jus soli, the rule of descent or blood, jus sanguinis, as the leading principle. But an eminent commentator has observed that the framers of that code, quote, Appear not to have wholly freed themselves from the ancient rule of France, or rather, indeed, ancient rule of Europe, de la bielle règle francoise, ou plutôt, même, de la bielle règle européenne, according to which nationality had always been, in former times, determined by the place of birth. End quote. The later modifications of the rule in Europe rest upon the constitutions, laws, or ordinances of the various countries and have no important bearing upon the interpretation, in effect, of the Constitution of the United States. The English Naturalization Act of 33, Vict. 1870, C. 14, and the Commissioner's Report of 1869, out of which it grew, both bear date since the adoption of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, and as observed by mr dicey that act has not affected the principle by which any person who whatever the nationality of his parents is born within the british dominions acquires british nationality at birth and is a natural-born british subject at the time of the passage of that act although the tendency on the continent of europe was to make parentage rather than birthplace the criterion of nationality and citizenship was denied to the native-born children of foreign parents in germany switzerland sweden and norway yet it appears still to have been conferred upon such children in holland denmark and portugal and when claimed under certain specified conditions in france belgium spain italy greece and russia there is therefore little ground for the theory that at the time of the adoption of the fourteenth amendment of the constitution of the united states There, as any settled and definite rule of international law, generally recognized by civilized nations, inconsistent with the ancient rule of citizenship by birth within the dominion, nor can it be doubted that it is the inherent right of every independent nation to determine for itself and according to its own constitution and laws what classes of persons shall be entitled to its citizenship. Both in England and in the United States, indeed statutes, have been passed at various times enacting that certain issue born abroad of English subjects, or of American citizens respectively, should inherit, to some extent at least, the rights of their parents, but those statutes applied only to cases coming within their purport, and they have never been considered in either country as affecting the citizenship of persons born within its dominion. The earliest statute was passed in the reign of Edward III. In the Rolls of Parliament of 17 Edward III, 1343, it is stated that, Before these times there have been great doubt and difficulty among the lords of this realm, and the commons, as well men of the law as others, whether children who are born in parts beyond sea ought to bear inheritance after the death of their ancestors in England, because no certain law has been thereon ordained. And by the king, lords, and commons, it was unanimously agreed that, quote, There was no manner of doubt that the children of our lord the king, whether they were born on this side of the sea or beyond the sea, should bear the inheritance of their ancestors. And in regard to other children, it was agreed in this parliament that they also should inherit wherever they might be born in the service of the king, end quote but because the parliament was about to depart and the business demanded great advisement and good deliberation how it should be best and most surely done the making of the statute was put off to the next parliament by reason apparently of the prevalence of the plague in england no act upon the subject was passed until five edward the third thirteen fifty when parliament passed an act entitled A statute for those who are born in parts beyond sea, by which, after reciting that, some people be in doubt if the children born in the parts beyond the sea out of the allegiance of England should be able to demand any inheritance within the same allegiance, or not, whereof a petition was put in the parliament of seventeen Edward III, and as not at the same time wholly assented, it was agreed and affirmed. that the law of the crown of england is and always hath been such that the children of the kings of england in whatsoever parts they be born in england or elsewhere be able and ought to bear the inheritance after the death of their ancestors Two. also agreed that certain persons named which were born beyond the sea out of the legions of england shall be from henceforth able to have and enjoy their inheritance after the death of their ancestors in all parts within the legions of england as well as those that should be born within the same legions. 3. And further agreed, that all children inheritors, which from henceforth shall be born without the legions of the king, whose fathers and mothers at the time of their birth be and shall be at the faith and legions of the king of England, shall have and enjoy the same benefits and advantages to have and bear the inheritance within the same legions, as the other inheritors aforesaid in time to come so always that the mothers of such children do pass the sea by the license and wills of their husbands. It has sometimes been suggested that this general provision of the Statute of 25 Edward three was declaratory of the common law, but all suggestions to that effect seem to have been derived immediately or ultimately from one or the other of these two sources, the one the year book of one Richard Third fourteen eighty three FOL four PL seven reporting a saying of Hussey CJ that he who is born Beyonce and his father and mother are English, their issue inherit by the common law, but the statute makes clear, etc, end quote. which at best was but obiter dictum, for the chief justice appears to have finally rested his opinion on the statute the other, a note added to the edition of 1688 of Dyer's Reports, 184a, stating that, at Trinity Term 7, Edward III, wrought to B.R., it was adjudged that children of subjects born beyond the sea in the service of the king were inheritable, which has been shown, by a search of the roll in the king's bench so referred to, to be a mistake insomuch as the child there in question did not appear to have been born beyond sea but only to be living abroad the statute of five edward the third recites the existence of doubts as to the right of foreign-born children to inherit in england and while it is declaratory of the rights of children of the king and is retrospective as to the persons specifically named yet as to all others it is in terms merely prospective applying to those only quote, who shall be born henceforth quote. mr Binney, in his paper above cited after a critical examination of the statute and of the early english cases concluded quote, there is nothing in the statute Which would justify the conclusion that it is declaratory of the common law in any but a single particular, namely in regard to the children of the king, nor has it at any time been judicially held to be so. The notion that there is any common law principle to naturalize the children born in foreign countries of native born American father and mother, father or mother, must be discarded. There is not and never was any such common law principle. End quote. In the great weight of the English authorities before and since he wrote, appears to support his conclusion. Quote, the acquisition, end quote, says Mr. Dicey, page 741, quote, of nationality by descent is foreign to the principles of the common law and is based wholly upon statutory enactments. End quote. It has been pertinently observed that if the statute of Edward III had only been declaratory of the common law, the subsequent legislation on the subject would have been wholly unnecessary. By the statute of 29 Charles II, 1677, entitled "An Act for the Naturalization of Children of His Majesty's Subjects Born in Foreign Countries During the Late Troubles." all persons who at any time between June 14th, 1641 and March 24th, 1660, quote, were born out of His Majesty's dominions, and whose fathers or mothers were natural-born subjects of this realm, end quote, were declared to be natural-born subjects. By the statute of 7 Anne, 1708, quote, the children of all natural-born subjects born out of the allegiance of Her Majesty, Her Heirs, and Successors, end quote, explained by the Statute of 4 George II, 1731, to mean all children b- born out of the legions of the crown of England, quote, whose fathers were or shall be natural-born subjects of the crown of England or of Great Britain at the time of the birth of such children respectively shall be deemed adjudged and taken to be natural-born subjects of this kingdom to all intents, constructions, and purposes whatsoever, End quote, That statute was limited to foreign-born children of natural-born subjects, and was extended by the statute of 13 George III, 1773, to foreign-born grandchildren of natural-born subjects, but not to the issue of such grandchildren, or, as put by Mr. Dicey, quote, British nationality does not pass by descent or inheritance beyond the second generation, end quote moreover under those statutes as is stated in the report in eighteen sixty nine of the commissioners for inquiring into the laws of naturalization and allegiance no attempt has ever been made on the part of the british government unless in eastern countries where special jurisdiction is conceded by treaty to enforce claims upon or to assert rights in respect of persons born abroad as against the country of their birth whilst they were resident therein and when by its laws they were invested with its nationality in the appendix to the report are collected many such cases in which the british government declined to interpose the reasons being most clearly brought out in dispatch of march thirteenth eighteen fifty eight from lord malmesbury the foreign secretary to the British ambassador at Paris, saying, It is competent to any country to confer by general or special legislation the privileges of nationality upon those who are born out of its own territory, but it cannot confer such privileges upon such persons as against the country of their birth when they voluntarily return to and reside therein. Those born in the territory of a nation are, as a general principle, liable, when actually therein, to the obligations incident to their status by birth. Great Britain considers and treats such persons as natural-born subjects, and cannot therefore deny the right of other nations to do the same. But Great Britain cannot permit the nationality of the children of foreign parents born within her territory to be questioned." End quote. By the Constitution of the United States, Congress was empowered quote, "to establish a uniform rule of naturalization" end quote. and the exercise of this power Congress by successive acts beginning with the act entitled quote, "An Act to Establish a Uniform Rule of Naturalization" end quote, passed at the second session of the first Congress under the Constitution has made provision for the admission to citizenship of three principal classes of persons first Aliens, having resided for a certain time quote, within the limits and under the jurisdiction of the United States end quote, and naturalized individually by proceedings in a court of record, second children of persons so naturalized quote, dwelling within the United States and being under the age of twenty-one years at the time of such naturalization, end quote. third foreign-born children of American citizens coming within the definitions prescribed by Congress. In the Act of 1790, the provision as to foreign-born children of American citizens was as follows, quote, The children of citizens of the United States that may be born beyond sea or out of the limits of the United States shall be considered as natural-born citizens, provided that the right of citizenship shall not descend to persons whose fathers have never been resident in the United States, End quote. In 1795 this was reenacted in the same words except in substituting for the words "beyond sea or out of the limits of the United States" end quote. the words quote, "out of the limits and jurisdiction of the United States." End quote. In 1802 all former acts were repealed and the provisions concerning children of citizens were reenacted in this form: quote, The children of persons duly naturalized under any of the laws of the United States, or who, previous to the passing of any law on that subject by the government of the United States, may have become citizens of any one of the said states under the laws thereof, being under the age of twenty-one years at the time of their parents being so naturalized or admitted to the rights of citizenship, shall, if dwelling in the United States, be considered as citizens of the United States, and the children of persons who now are or have been citizens of the United States shall, though born out of the limits and jurisdiction of the United States, be considered as citizens of the United States, provided that the right of citizenship shall not descend to persons whose fathers have never resided within the United States. End, quote. End of section 12.